This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Polygenic risk scores, also called PRS, have been emerging as a tool to help ascertain a patient's risk of disease. They create a weighted sum of multiple genetic risk variants. In terms of breast cancer, PRS have been demonstrated in some studies to help improve the stratification of risk among the general public and to help identify women who might be at greater risk of breast cancer, even after testing negative for the better-known variants related to breast cancer, such as BRCA1 and 2. The clinical utility is still being evaluated, but one thing that hasn't yet been evaluated is how to communicate such findings and how the patient responds to their PRS result. So we're really just trying to get an understanding of how someone might respond to receiving this information and what sort of decisions they might make around their uh, breast cancer risk management. Tatiana Yanis is a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Queensland and a genetic counselor at the Queensland Children's Hospital. She and her colleagues turned to an existing cohort called the Variance in Practice, which is made up of participants who have either had breast cancer or who have family members who had breast cancer. All of the participants in the cohort had undertaken genetic testing already, and their PRS was calculated. There were a total of 400 women eligible to take part in the study. They were contacted and told that there was new, updated information about their breast cancer risk, and they were asked whether they were interested in finding out more as part of the study. Nearly half of the women contacted chose not to participate at all. There were 208 women who did choose to participate. So we asked participants to complete three surveys, one before they received the results and then two after they received the results at two weeks and 12 months. And then we looked at a series of uh, patient-reported outcome measures and risk management behavior as well. In the first survey, the women were offered the opportunity to receive their PRS. 43 declined and 165 chose to receive their results. So among those who did receive the results, I think one of the, the main findings for me is the fact that they did report quite minimal negative psychological response. So they had no impact on their breast cancer anxiety, their general anxiety and depression. We found that those psychological outcomes were not impacted by receiving their PRS. We did find some differences in genetic testing-specific distress with those who had a higher PRS reporting higher distress. But when you look at the actual scale and the scale scores, it was still classified as in the low range. One result that stood out, however, was from those who chose not to receive their PRS. And what we did find, though, interestingly, at 12 months is that those who didn't receive their results reported quite significantly higher decisional regret at 12 months compared to those who did receive their results. And to me, out of everything we've published in the paper, it's one of the most interesting findings because it really shows that, you know, although those people who received their PRS, the receivers, reported minimal psychological distress at 12 months, when you compare them to the decliners, the decliners had significantly higher decisional regret. They also looked at whether receiving a PRS score would change the participants' behavior, particularly whether receiving a low score would lead the women to reduce screening or other important risk reduction actions. And we didn't see that, which is actually a positive thing, because receiving a low PRS in the context of this breast cancer families doesn't exclude your, your family history. So you need to be mindful of um, the other risk factors in there as well. So Essentially, our main takeaway point was that receiving the breast cancer polygenic risk scores didn't result in any negative health behavior and breast cancer risk management and screening were in line with the recommendations for these families. Overall, there was a high level of understanding of risk and of genetics. Which makes sense since this was a cohort of um, women who had previously attended a genetic service before. 
but we did find though there was some knowledge gaps around the polygenic risk score itself particularly some women incorrectly interpreted that their PRS for breast cancer was also related to ovarian cancer risk. And this is important because I guess in the past, these families had genetic testing for breast and ovarian cancer risk genes. Whereas as we know, uh, PRS for breast cancer is specific to PRS for breast cancer, whereas you'd need a, a separate PRS for ovarian cancer. The researchers say this points to the importance of education, both for clinicians and for those who receive their PRS. One limitation of the results is that half of the group invited chose not to participate at all. That's definitely a limitation of the study. I think when you're starting with 400 and only about just over 200 were willing to participate, that's already a significant limitation. It's hard to know, you know, these people who didn't participate, is it because they just, you know, they had concerns about the PRS? Was it just because they didn't have time or they didn't understand the letter? We just unfortunately don't have that information. The team will soon begin a national trial involving PRS. In the intervention arm of the study, the women who come into a familial cancer clinic to have predictive testing for breast and ovarian cancer risk will receive a personalized risk assessment, which includes monogenic testing results and the PRS, and it takes into consideration clinical and lifestyle factors. The team will be following the women for five years to determine if receiving a PRS improves clinical outcomes in the long term. Genetics and Medicine is the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.